The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Live statewide on the Ref Radio Sports Network, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Hit the guys up on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439 or sound off on the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Now, live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Pass cross court intercepted by Robertson. Sooners go the other way. Taylor feeds ahead to Anna. Got behind the defense and gets the layup. Patterson's kick is up. The field goal is good! 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 The Jaguars have won it! The Jaguars have won it! They have come back from 27-0 to win the game! Up the stutter step to the baseline. Elevation fires fade away 15-foot jumper. Nothing but nets. Gildas Alexander says, it's closing time. That's my time. Third down and goal from the one. Huntley no. sticks the ball out. The yeah. Bengals have Go the ball. Baby. They are running it back. Oh, Sam oh. Hubbard with blockers behind him. Hubbard to the Ravens 40. Nice. The 30. Nice. The 20. Yeah. The 10. The Woo. 5. Touchdown. Bengals. Woo. Good morning. Uh, good to see everybody. Well, good morning, everybody. It is a new day. New week. Monday, January 16, smack dab in the middle of the month of January. MLK Day today. T-Row in the morning show. We are live. We are live. Brought to you by Riverwinds. On your, on your way into work today, or maybe not. I don't know. It's a holiday, so uh, some of you out there have the day off and you just got up early and decided to listen to the show. Welcome, whatever the case may be. Uh, big weekend. You heard some of the highlights there. NFL playoffs, some thrillers, uh, most of them thrillers. Uh, big 12 basketball, Sooner men and women got the win Saturday in the LNC. We will discuss. We got Bedlam now coming up on Wednesday. Lots of other drama out there in the world of sports as well. The Thunder stay hot. Another road win last night in Brooklyn this time. Lots to do today on a Monday edition of the T-Row in the Morning Show. And we start by welcoming in my very best friend in the entire world. You can call him a bowling champion T to the J Perry. Good morning, TJ. Good morning, Oklahoma. Good morning, world. How are we today? Well deserved. Well deserved. What a night. What a weekend. What a celebration. Have you guys had the parade yet? Or is uh, scheduled for this afternoon. Phases? This afternoon, oh. we. Uh, we were going to just walk behind the MLK parades in a lot of towns around Oklahoma. That way we you didn't have to worry good. about clearing the streets. When last we were with you, we were on the verge of the uh, KREF bowling party, which took place Friday night. 
And uh, TJ and his team were unbelievable. TJ started out with three straight strikes, and his team fed off his leadership, and it wasn't even close. It was a dominant victory for what was your team's name? Miyagi Uh, Miyagi Bowl Dojo. Yeah. I don't know what that means. (laughs) Miyagi Bowl Dojo. Uh, A dominant victory on Friday night. Uh, congratulations, TJ. How did it feel good? Thank you. It did feel good. It felt great to, uh, you know, get off to the start that we did. I had one mistake the whole night, but it ended up not costing me. Cost me some money. Have you I been think. practicing? Because that was impressive. That was the first time I had bowled since the last Christmas party. Were you surprised at how good you were? No, everybody was shocked. I I bowl that way every year. <laughs> uh, people seem to think that that's not true. Well, be honest. Like, what normally? Where are you at? I'm normally pretty close to that in the 150s or 160s. There was one year I even bowled a 212, which Drake to this day denies. I not at our bowling party. At your bowling party, yeah, that was about the first or second year. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I don't. I don't know why. Why do? Why do do we not think of you as being a good? I don't. I don't know. Like one Um, of the better bowlers. There was one year I was really bad, and I think that may have been the last year that we had, and that's what's in everyone's head. I think I was in the 120s that night. So, but still, comparable. So you're a good bowler. That wasn't a that wasn't a fluke the other night. You're. I would say good. I'm decently good bowler. I'm decent. Yeah, I'm decently good. I have an ability. And why is that? Much like a baseball, I have an ability to throw the ball straight. The one time mm-hmm. it slipped on me, which the, I put out that scoreboard, you know, and the one guy on Twitter, oh, nice gutter ball after a strike, loser. <laughs> I did. The one time I slipped all night, I got the gutter ball. Um, but other than that, if I stay in concentration, I usually let myself get distracted, and I didn't Friday night. I, I, I don't know. I have the ability to just bowl it, uh, roll it straight in the spot that it needs to be in order to get a strike it's or a put gift. myself in a situation to get a spare. So I had four or five strikes on the night, and I think two spares. So I did did pretty well. 160-something, 170-something? Uh, 168 or 7, something like that, yeah. It's pretty good. And then uh, my man Pierce took me over at the end and uh, yeah. took home the uh, individual prize. So Pierce uh, was what Pierce thought he was, yeah. which was a uh, Hall of Fame high school bowler and carried you guys. Well, he didn't carry you guys. You were solid across the board. He was... He had the high score on your team, but Mark was good. Drake you had a great good. night. Drake had over 100. I mean, it was a rout. It was a rout. Very impressive. Oh, man, that felt good. That felt good. You know, we just came in with a solid game plan. We knew what we uh, what our abilities were, and we just had to stay within ourselves and not worry about what others were doing. Yeah. Teddy almost did distract me some throughout the night because – I was trying not to laugh at him because he looked so miserable throughout the whole night. Because what happened over there? I, I don't think Teddy fell apart. Like that's the worst I've ever seen Teddy bowl. Teddy's whole, Teddy's team may have been the worst team in the history <laughs> of not just like the ref bowling party, but the whole the, like, the whole, whole heyday, the whole heyday world. Mm-hmm. I don't know, and you could tell it got to him and got to him early, and he sat on the edge of that, the arm of that couch with this uh, look on his face like, uh, what's going on in my world right now? It's 
funny because I, I think his own wife beat him uh, Friday yeah. night, didn't she? Yeah, Aaron Aaron beat him. He did. <laughs> he did end up getting the score he was hoping to get when it fell through. Yes, uh, which was a funny moment. Which but, is impressive too, if he realized at some point. I'm having a terrible night. I'm just going to try to get to this number and got to it. That's pretty impressive. He had to pick off one pin, which is hard to do <laughs> yes. when there's 10 up there. Yes. He got it. Um, if you have uh, – I'll just paint a little picture for you. So there's a bunch of people at this thing. There's four teams of six, which is 24, plus others. There's probably 30 people mm-hmm. at this party. And so, you know, normally what happens, and normally in any social bowling setting, okay, if you're the bowler, you go up and you bowl, and whatever happens, happens. Either it's something good or something bad. And then you come back down off the lane, you high-five your teammates, or you are consoled by your teammates. You walk through your teammates. Maybe you you go back and you, you stand by somebody and you commiserate and you talk about something grab a chicken finger or a beverage or whatever the place, you know, case may be, and there's socialization that takes place. And then you wait for your turn to bowl again, and then you walk through your team and you go grab the ball and you bowl again. That's normally what happens. That's what happens for 23 of the 24 bowlers at this event. (laughs) But with Ted, there is no socialization. Ted sits on the very end of the couch, closest to the lane. Doesn't talk to anyone. Maybe his wife. I don't know. But gets up, bowls, and then sits right back on the arm of the couch so he doesn't have to talk to anybody. There's no walking through, high-fiving, having a chicken finger or a beverage or any of that kind of stuff. He is focused and or just doesn't want to socialize. I don't know what the case may be, but. He th- he normally wins. He normally has a really good team and yes. But they were dead last by miles the other night. <laughs> so much so that I don't really think we should make fun of him cuz I think it might be a sensitive issue. He spoke know. to me once. That was after the third straight strike. I turned to walk back and he looked at me and he goes, "What is this?" Yeah, I mean, I think I think you're exaggerating a little bit and I could be wrong. I'd be willing to have the evidence. I like, I honestly, I, re, if you, if I put your words together, Toby, if you asked me, what does TJ normally bowl? I would have said, I think we're all kind of in the same neighborhood, 120s, 130s, and then Perry's up there a little higher than the rest of us normally. Teddy has had some good days. Tyler's had some, not that we all haven't peaked here or there once in a while. But when you came out of the gates with three straight strikes, that was a little startling. What's I don't think you could just act like this is what I do. I just come out and I bowl three straight strikes. I bowled That's one practice uh, ball too, and it was a strike. So I actually bowled four straight, and I said, "Dad, gummit, I wasted one, so I'm not going to throw any more." <laughs> TJ does the thing where I'm not even impressed with myself. This is just what I do. I'm just a bowling savant. <laughs> I have a gift of throwing the ball at the pins and. Uh, Please, no one be surprised uh, by all the strikes that I put It on was board. slightly better than I normally do, but normally I am in the 130s or 40s. Um, so not too much better, but yeah, yeah, it was a good night for me. Yeah. The team was dominant. TJ's team finished first. Uh, Tyler's team finished second. 
My team finished third, and uh, Teddy's team finished fourth. And as suspected, there did there was cheating that took place, but it's okay. We all had a good time. There was cheating. Who cheated? Mm, you and Tyler both <laughs> cheated. <laughs> no, uh, yeah. no, no, no cheating on my part. Even if I had that information, that's not cheating. So. Yeah, I, it is. I found out from lots it. of people Lynn that you reached out to Travis share. and others, so you did Everybody your own work. Out to Travis. I didn't. I didn't speak to Travis once ever. Well, that's your fault. I never spoke to anyone. I just drafted my team. That's your fault for not asking Travis how good of a bowler he is. Uh, I specifically asked for information on Pierce, and it was withheld from me. But that's I, ha- okay. I withheld nothing. I gave you exactly what I knew. Apparently, yeah. Plank and Josh were the only two that knew that he had bowled before. So. He said I did he talked about it on the show several times. I'm sure he did. I, that's the yeah. show I probably hear uh, less than any other show, just because I I leave out of this room. I've just been on the air, and I go into production to do that's our fine. That's stuff. Fine. So let's let's say it was all above board. That's I did fine. like uh, his picture that he put, and I'm like, look at tiny little Pierce on the high school team right there, his little bowling outfit. Yeah. the uh, The other thing is, there are some highly competitive people uh, at this silly little thing that we do uh which is always fun to see people in that element when um when there is something on the line that they're trying to act like it doesn't matter to them but it really matters to them oh it mattered a lot to me i'm not gonna lie yeah it mattered a lot to tj i'm not gonna lie mark mark may have thrown (laughs) 50 practice balls And as soon as I walked in, he told me he was not happy that I did not pick him with my first pick and he was going to make me pay, uh, which I do think he beat Travis by 10. So he made me pay. And uh, Pierce might have been the least competitive person that I saw there. He, he was. was. like embarrassed that everybody knew he was a good bowler. He was, yeah. Uh, and then Drake. Drake is very competitive. Really, he's competitive with Trevor. Like, he doesn't care about anything except he's got a feud with Trevor LaFoon, <laughs> and he really wants to beat Trevor. Yes. Which he did, I think. I think he did. I don't know. I'm not sure. But Then there was, like, some post-match gambling that took place out there with some of our – Yeah, I don't know what was going on with that. Younger members of our staff. Uh-huh. They were yeah. out there. Uh, it was... Luann actually was the high bowler on Teddy's team. <laughs> the, la- the, the last pick in the draft until Daryl got moved around. Uh, Mrs. Luan. Irrelevant yes. ended up being the top scorer on Teddy Lehman's <laughs> she team. She became Brock Purdy on Friday night. <laughs> so you guys. It was a lot of fun. Thank you to the Vineyards uh, yes, for hosting yes. a bowling party again. And uh, congratulations to TJ and Team Miyagi bowl- Bowling I, I do have to admit, uh, or do ha- we do have to say, uh, of the the hosts of the show, uh, we were by far the most dominant duo of any other. Uh, you know, oh, Chris, the morning show wiped the floor with the other show. Chris yeah. would have had to have been there um, and bowled a, over a two hundred, put him and Josh in the running. So I would, have, I'm pretty comfortable in saying even if Chris was there, uh, we would have taken so the, the night for our five, uh, Top five scores were, uh, oh, top three were on your team again. Fishy, mm-hmm. Pierce won. Did you beat Mark or did he beat you? Uh, I was second, yeah. TJ second, Mark third, and then I was fourth, and and uh, uh, Travis. Travis was fifth. Um, so 
Yeah, the morning show wiped the floor with uh, with the other shows out there. Steel Man had a lot of fun, didn't get hurt. Wasn't electric on the lanes, but he didn't get hurt, <laughs> which is what he was most. He's got a little wiggle to him. Did you notice that? He does have a little wiggle, and at the end of the night, he looked at me and he goes, told you, I wasn't going to pick up a single spare, and I didn't. When he throws the ball, he goes into this kind of involuntary dance <laughs> that I wasn't expecting. But he was fun. Shoot up. <laughs> All right, break time. We're underway on a Monday morning. Back after this. Opinions. You've got them. We want to hear them. Sound off 24-7, 365 on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Big thank you to Noble McIntyre, McIntyre Law. They bring you this hour of the T-Row in the morning show. Oklahoma's personal injury attorneys, over $250 million won for their clients. $250 million. No fees for you until they win. 405-917-5200 or McIntyreLaw.com. Air Comfort Solutions text line. And by the way, we are live. This is not a repeat show, so we are live on the air today. All shows live throughout the day. So, yeah. Uh, good morning, A1 and Turkey Bacon. We had a pretty good weekend in all OU athletics. Yeah. I turned layman's age again today. Used a vacation day to stay at home, but I still have you guys tuned in to the ref. That's from Gunny. Happy birthday, Gunny. Happy birthday, Gunny. Use a vacation day on a holiday? That kind of stinks. I don't know where you work, but that kind of stinks. People do that a lot on their birthday. Not that it falls on a holiday like that, but they, they use a, a vacation day on their birthday. Yeah. I guess I'm just not into my birthday that much that I'm just like, eh, just another day. Yeah. Like, I don't celebrate me, if that makes sense. You don't celebrate you, and you don't want other people celebrating you. Uh, typically not, no. Yeah. Yeah. You're very humble that way. No. But you do take recreational bowling very seriously. Um, I take anything very seriously if it's competitive like that. I'm a very angry person if I don't win. Uh, <laughs> the other one we have here says, shocked that TJ bowled that well or that his team won uh, that easily from what it sounds. Uh, we did. We did. We dominated. It was we a dominant dominated. victory. Yeah. It really was. So, uh, And Gunny's right. It was a uh, big-time weekend for uh, OU Athletics up and down the board. Hey, and, how uh, did your world-famous pot roast turn out? Oh, my goodness, man. It just doesn't miss. It does not miss. And, What's uh, the secret? Tell me. Walk me through it. It's simple. Everybody, like, I had some people, like, yesterday on Instagram and stuff, like, is that Worcestershire I see there? Is that this? Oh, must be some soy sauce. No. It's very simple. Mm -hmm. I'll give the secret now. This is someone from my family, and I can't even remember who gave me this years ago, and it's very simple. Uh, The pot roast, obviously. Mm -hmm. And then your veggies. You put the liner liner in. That's interesting. Keep going. Um, Do you not put a liner in your crock pot to keep it cleaner? No. Mm -hmm. I like to do that. It keeps it cleaner. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a a dishwasher. I do a rub on the pot roast before it goes in of... A mixture of one packet of brown gravy, one packet of ranch dressing, one packet of Good Seasons uh, dressing. Okay. That's in the yellow envelope 
or a yellow rub packet. Rub that right into the roast. Mix those together, rub it into the roast, drop your vegetables on top, and then just cook it. That's Looks it. like you went with some carrots, onions, and celery. Carrots, onions, celery, and potatoes. Yes. Potatoes. Okay, mm-hmm. I see some. Mm-hmm. And now, what? what's the cook time on this? I cooked it on low for about seven and a half, eight hours, something like just that. Just fell apart? Just falls apart? Just falls apart. apart. Oh, boy. You don't add anything. anything better than a roast just falling apart. No, no. And there's something about those three seasonings mixed together that has always just been You got something excellent. on top there. What's on top there? The carrots and all that kind of stuff. What's all that? That's the leftover. So when I do the rub, then whatever I have left over, I put and sprinkle around the top I got of the you. vegetables. Okay. Yeah, I okay, got yeah. you. Okay. Very so good. that's just uh, those three seasonings mixed together. So your meat, you season it to make it taste even better. Right. Interesting. And then I sprinkle the rest over the top, yeah. And this is acceptable because it's a roast, ladies and gentlemen. It goes by a different <laughs> name than a steak, even though they're both beef. So seasoning that is perfectly acceptable. Man, I love a good roast. A Sunday's the best day for a pot roast, by the way. Uh, Mom used to put one in on Sunday morning before we'd go to church. You come home from church, and that smell just slaps you right up the nostrils. Isn't it awesome? There's nothing like walking into the house with a pot roast going in the crock pot, man. Just knocks you over. So good. So uh, you made me jealous. It's a good-looking photograph you got there. There's a lot of wires behind it. I don't know what all that's about. Kind of looks like you're making a pot roast bomb or something. But no, that was that's uh it's plugged into the same outlet that a bunch of uh iPad and iPhone chargers I are got plugged you. into. Okay. Yeah. Right. So it's not a pot roast bomb. No, it's not a bomb. Okay. No. All right. that makes me feel better. <laughs> Looks good. Look what a weekend, man. You got a bowling victory and a world famous pot roast out of it. Did you go to the OU game? Uh yes, I was there uh Saturday mm. afternoon, enjoyed the game, had a good mm. time. Uh victory for mm. the Sooners. What mm. a weekend. What a weekend. Do you have any proof? That you were at the game. Did you take any photos or anything? Uh, no, no proof. No proof. Huh. When you say at the game, you mean at the Lloyd Noble Center. Yes. No, I was yes. there in heart. I oh, enjoyed it on my recliner. Oh, I see. Um, but, yeah, yeah. I see. The comfort of the couch. The comfort of the couch. Yes. Comfort of the recliner once again. You had nothing going on. You just chose not to go. Uh, Katie had to work that morning. We had some things going on that morning, and then we just came back, uh, got to the house right when tip-off was happening and watched what it. What things did you have going on? Um, none of your business. And then um, at lunch, I ran at halftime, and you know what I picked up? A couple of uh, grilled rolls. chicken salads uh, for lunch. And uh, Katie got back from work, and then she said, I'm about to go Kevin Henry on this salad. Cutting it up, huh? <laughs> she started going here's, after the grilled chicken. <laughs> here's what I've learned. Uh, so, Katie, uh, well, I mean, chicken's a different deal. Does, does Katie yes. cut up a salad if it doesn't have chicken in it? Uh, no, no. She was laughing when she said it. So. so, we're at the party Friday night, and I hear, Dero! And I walk over. It's Mike Steely. He's sitting by his lovely wife, Shay. And Shay uh, has got some salad from our little buffet we had there. And she's cutting it up. And he thought he was he was laughing. Look at her, she's cutting up her salad. <laughs> yes, last night I get a photo from uh, Brian Vineyard. He's out to eat with his wife Casey Vineyard, and he takes a photo of her across the table. Looks like they're at I don't know some you know highfalutin restaurant, uh, maybe like a Charleston's or something like that. And there's Casey fork and knife cutting up her salad, and. Uh, 
what I'm learning is a lot of women cut up their salads. And Kevin Henry. And Kevin Henry, yeah. Yeah. So uh, 21% of you out there, and everybody who does is sending me photographs of their uh, of uh, their significant others cutting up their salads, <laughs> which I still don't understand. I just I don't get, do you have teeth? What's the, what's the necessity to this? I don't get it, but apparently there are some people. My out wife there did that not. I guess technically she did not choking. cut up the salad. It was just the chicken on top of it. So, of which is completely acceptable. Yeah. yeah, of course you got to yes, that. Absolutely. Um, anyway, that was funny at the D road. <laughs> he sounds just like him. He does. <laughs> oh man! All right, break time. Uh, when we come back, what did Porter Moser have to say after his team got a much-needed big win Saturday in the LNC? We'll hear it next. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. TJ, before we hear from Porter Moser, I had someone text me and ask you to please repeat... The three seasonings that you add to your roast. Just a brown gravy packet, a ranch dressing packet, and a packet of good seasons dressing. Which can also be found like right next to the ranch. Good seasons is just a that, that doesn't have a flavor to it or anything. That's just that's not a brand. It's the, it's it's the a, yellow package. The good seasons is the brand and it's like an Italian, but it's just the yellow package right next to the ranch packets that you'll see on the you salad dressing aisle. Yes. There you go. That's the TJ secret. Three simple. Three simple. Mix those together in a bowl, then uh, put it on your roast, and then sprinkle the rest over the veggies and stuff over the top. Yeah. All right. Uh, Sooners win 77-76 over West Virginia on Saturday. Grant Sherfield 22. They out-rebounded West Virginia by 10. Everybody in the arena got a technical foul at one point in this game. Both teams shot the ball very well. Here's Porter Moser after the game. Man, you, you, you know, you can't ask for anything more than doing it. Like, like we to get the confidence to pulling it out on the close ones. And uh, two out of three, we've done it. You know, Kansas that went that way, but Texas Tech, we ended up pulling it out all five games. I was just talking to the West Virginia assistant. They could be five and zero. We could be five and zero. That's nuts. So it's going to come down to such little things, and. Uh, I thought they did a great job of making some adjustments to really, you know, ISO and some mismatches. He's, he's one of the best at ISO and mismatches. They did some really good stuff in the second half. Um, uh, but I thought um, we, the, the two stops we got under, under a minute. Remember, I've been talking to you guys a lot about timely stops. They were on, a, you know, get the ISO and get to the free throw, ISO making tough shots. And uh, then we finally got two stops. Um, I thought Jalen Hill, we ISO Jalen on the elbow, and Jalen made a big one. Um, I think under two minutes. So, um, you know, I thought that was it. And the other thing, I talked all week about the free throw or the rebounding. They're so strong and physical, and we out-rebounded them. You know, boxing out. I challenged the guards about rebounding down. Milo's had nine, Grant had four. That's 13 rebounds between two point guards. All right, we really, we rebounded down, you know, because they just, the thing, you can't just be standing there and let your four and five do all the rebounding. We challenged the guards to go rebound. And they did. And for us to out-rebound West Virginia uh, in a one-point game, right there. Right there. That was, you know, our guy showed some toughness blocking out and going to get the rebound. And I don't know how many offensive rebounds he ended up having. Um, but uh, four. 
I mean, we'll take that all day. You know, if you told me that before this game, would you settle for four offense rebounds? I would say, book it, Dano. You only, you got it. <laughs> Man, it was so great for him to see it go in at key times. Did it back and granted a great job of going downhill. He got downhill, he dragged him down and kicked it back. Those are those are big plays. Um, the point guard setting it up. Um, and sometimes we haven't been doing that. You know, giving them, you know, getting enough distance to where they, it's hard to help. And uh, I thought Tanner slowed down with confidence and, and drilled them back to back. And it was great to see them. You know, it was funny because I watched the West Virginia game last year here. I watched the, the last four, four minutes. Go back and look at that. Tanner had two huge threes um, down the stretch last year in this game. So, you know, hopefully we need him. You know, I think he only took two shots. He was looking to pass and facilitate so much um, that. I, I'm, I'm glad he hit that because we need Tanner to score. You know, we don't need him taking two shots. But I thought uh, it was great for him to see it go in. Talk about those stops down the stretch. Up 72 70 with that smaller line at Lotega, CJ Good yeah. in there, forced to miss three. But what did you kind of see to be able to have the trust to go with kind of the small? They line? went small. They, they put um, um, Trey at, at, the, at the five, and they, they took Bell out. And then we went a couple possessions. We were trying to switch one through five. Tanner gapped them, but then they hit a 15-footer. I mean, it, 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 give them credit. You know, they hit it. But then we uh, we decided to go small because we were switching everything. Because um, they were if if if, if uh, Mitchell was setting a ball screen and we were doing a ball screen coverage, they were popping them. You know, so it was a little bit of a you know going small. Then we went small. Um, we tried to go big on offense. We were trying to play offense defense with Tanner a little bit. Um, so it was a little bit of back and forth. But uh, they, do a, they did a great job of spacing you and getting downhill. Um, you know, Mitchell, uh, the improvement I've seen in him, I mean, he literally is a double-double guy. I don't even know his numbers tonight. What did he end up with tonight? 16, Mitchell did. Man, he's – and I thought Tucson off the bench. For him, that's back-to-back games. He had 20 against Baylor. We knew he came coming in. He had 20 against Baylor, 14 tonight. I thought he was terrific. I thought, uh, I thought he was terrific as well. Like, I mean, it's five games now. They've all come down to, to the wire. What are some of the patterns you're seeing here in the, in the final five minutes of games for, for you guys? The late surge here, late surge the other night. What, what are you seeing in those final minutes for these games? The, the final minute. Think about the Iowa State final minute. You know, Grill hits that three, and then they got the other one with the ball screen coverage. They have back-to-back baskets. We got back-to-back stops in the last minute. Um, and it's going to come to that. You know, Kansas, same thing. We missed a timely three. Timely three, they got an and one. You know, so I thought we I thought we played uh, better um, with stops down the stretch, but it's just sometimes it's it's not one thing. Sometimes it's just got to find a way. There's 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 a million things that that are going to win or lose you a game in that last few minutes. I mean, I could I could go back to a lot of different things. Here's one with Grant. Grant got that rebound with 6.7 seconds, and he, he he knew we had the jump ball, and he knew we had a thing, and he held it, and it was like two or two more seconds went off before they got him. He it was smart, and think about it. If that shot goes in, the clock's out. It could have been two points, some left, seconds left. A lot of little things. There's a lot of little things that, that are smart um, that, that I thought these guys did. And um, So it's not one thing. I do think it's stops, man. You've got to get stops down the stretch. Um. All right, we'll pause right there. Um, 77-76, 
West Virginia hit the three at the end to, I think, cover the spread. I'm not exactly sure what the spread was, but I did see, I think it was um, uh, Gabe that tweeted that last shot mattered to some out there. So I assume that means that the spread was within four. Uh, But OU gets the win, seven straight over West Virginia, which is amazing because they've had some good teams. And um, the fifth consecutive Big 12 game, TJ, that goes, I mean, just right to the, the buzzer, right to the final minute. It's almost too much, man. It's like sooner or later they got to mix in a, a laugher and I want to be on the wrong side of it but it's just I don't know if I can handle 18 of these like <laughs> they it's are just high stressful drama to the final possession every stinking night they are dramatic to the point now you you know I I bring this up all the time it drives me nuts when guys miss free throws it it just drives me nuts but now I go into panic mode if one's missed early like did a great job with their free throws at the end of that game and closing that game out in fact you know couldn't get a basket, and that's what one of them that game was making their free throws. Mm-hmm. But early on in the game, I, I'm already anticipating it's going to be a one- or two-point game. So like when Grant Sherfield misses uh, you know, one of the technical free throws or, or <laughs> Lowe's missed a couple at one point early in the game, like when yeah. you shouldn't really be concerned with that, I'm like, you're going to need those points! <laughs> That's I'm like, right. I'm mad because I'm like, it's stressing me out at that point because I know at the end what those one and two points would actually mean. And yeah. sure enough, it comes down to it again. But credit them at the end. They, West Virginia could not hit free throws, and OU kept yep. hitting their free throws, and that's what put them over the top. So, But you're right, man. It's just – and you kind of sense it coming, and, and a team will hit a shot, and you're like, dadgummit. They, it looked like they were going to pull out and maybe have a five- to six-point – Comfortable win. I'm calling that a comfortable win yeah. in this league. And then they'll hit a shot, and it's right back down to one, two points. And you're like, "Dad, gum, man, this is going to be a one point game again." And sure enough, that you know that was a four point game until they 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 made that three at the end, which you know just stay away from them and don't foul them at that point. But you're right, you're right. It's stressful to the point I'm worried about free throws like 13 minutes into the game. <laughs> You can't afford to miss it. This <laughs> is going to be a one-point game. That's exactly what I said to the TV. Um, I think Porter. I'll ask him about this in when, uh, you know, when we're a little more removed from it. But I think Porter went into that game saying, "I'm getting a T today." I, I think that he was so frustrated with the way the whistle had gone so far in Big 12 play. The Kansas game, the Texas Tech game, felt like his team was being picked on. I think he went into that game saying, I'm making a statement today. And the, the foul call, because like, the reason I say that is, there was a charge, I think it was a charge block where Tanner got called for either the charge or the block. The foul, mm-hmm. I think, was on Tanner. And it was a 50-50 call. I don't know if it was a good call or a bad call, but it was first half. And he blew a gasket. Oh, yeah. And I was like, well, he was – I mean, this was coming. He was just looking for the call to blow the gasket on. He was getting a tee today. You talk about a scary individual. <laughs> His face at that moment, I was like, oh, my goodness. He's scaring He's a Wolverine, me. Man. He's scaring He's... me. <laughs> like, oh, he was intense at that he moment. He could have got ejected. Yes. Like, he yes. he, he could have easily got a second one. Then I was confused. Maybe they were all over it on TV because – 
they gave I thought the they gave two tees to the West Virginia bench. I thought they were both on Huggins. Apparently one of them was on Stevenson, I guess. Or an assistant, I'm not sure. They but. were confused, too, and thought both were on Huggins as well. And then when it didn't, and they're like, wait, he's still here, it must yeah, not have exactly been. They, yeah, they were. they were just the same exact thing, yeah, yeah. So obviously the first one or the second, one of them wasn't on Huggins. But there were three technicals handed out in the game, uh, which in a one-point game matters, obviously. I think West Virginia missed both of their tees on the Porter tee. Yes, tee. they did, yeah. Um. Anyway, Big Twelve basketball is so entertaining, so entertaining. The rest of the day, we got to talk about the rest of the day coming up. Update you on the standings. The women win; they were down and rallied to win too. So, great Saturday of basketball across the board. Break time six forty eight on a Monday morning. We'll be back. The word is spreading, and the ref army is growing. Keep telling your friends and family that there's only one station for true Sooner fans, and that's the Ref Radio Sports Network and worldwide on the KREF app. McIntyre Law, your personal injury attorneys, bring you this hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show. Check them out online, McIntyreLaw.com. Travel question for you. West Virginia. Strange that they would have stayed yeah. in Norman Saturday night. Were they just staying around until their game against TCU Wednesday? Um, is it in Fort Worth? Yeah. Yeah, probably so. Really? With that many days in between? That's why it stood out to me. If they played Monday or Tuesday, I was like, oh, okay. But then I looked and it was Wednesday against TCU, and I'm like, man, that's... Well, probably like us... School doesn't start till Tuesday. Today's a holiday. So it's, uh, yeah, I mean, you save yeah, a I ton no of money. School. Yeah, I guess so. No not school having to get another charter jet. That's true. I didn't know they were staying around here. Did you see them somewhere? Well, somewhere? yeah, because uh, we were going to eat Saturday evening, and we passed by the light at the Embassy Suites right there, and I said, that's a West Virginia basketball player standing there. And then we go into Chili's to eat, and uh, there's Huggy Bear sitting at a table in uh, Chili's. And I, I look, and I'm, like, staring at him because I'm like, that's Bob Huggins. Like, I don't know why. It was like – He's a big guy. It, it was like seeing a <laughs> rare animal out in the, the wild. <laughs> it's like I was just staring at him, and he was looking at me, and I was just staring at him. He was staring back at me, and then I look at Bronze and go, that's Bob Huggins. And then we went to our table, and then he was still there when we left. And I'm like, I guess they're just sticking around. I don't know. So – yeah, if you had seen him at the arena earlier that day, he probably wouldn't have been as startling. <laughs> it would have been. I did not expect Bob Huggins to be sitting at one of the tall tables in the bar area of Chili's when I walked in. <laughs> it's not what I was expecting. I was thinking back to um, last year we played them at their place on a Wednesday and then had Auburn on a Saturday and went straight from Morgantown to Auburn. Without coming home. So, similar, Saturday, yeah, Tuesday. Uh, I know teams do it. It just seemed uh, that that gap to a Wednesday seemed weird to me, I guess. But I is. think the Big 12 has tried to, as much as possible, group their road games in twos and, you know, get them as close together, like Saturday, Monday, Saturday, Tuesday, when possible, just to help save on cost for them because, you know expensive so 
Now, they're going to have some extra hotel costs, but they don't have to charter a plane again. So that helps. I don't know where they're staying, though. I don't know if they're around here or going down to Fort Worth or what. Well, you know what? This says it's at West Virginia on Wednesday. Huh. TCU at West Virginia? Yeah, because TCU's not, they're not at TCU until the 31st of this month. Was huh. it only Huggins that you saw? No, it was uh, several with the staff. There was four or five of them. Like I said, I saw one of the players with their West Virginia like uh, uh, hoodie on, cross, ready to cross the street back over to the embassy suite. Okay. So maybe what they just about, had a late flight. I don't know. What about, uh, well, yeah, what time did you see him? It's about 6 o'clock. And then they were what still about, sitting there almost at 7 when we left. Uh, what about the women? The women were home yesterday. Yeah, I don't know. I don't huh. know. Huh. Good question. Uh, Air Comfort Solutions text line. Some of us have to use a vacation day for MLK holiday because their work does not give them a holiday. Huh. We're here. That's right. We're here. <laughs> Toby has not been happy about since yesterday, so. I'm not uh, upset about it. I just didn't know if we. I, I should have remembered because we always play, play the speech the clip. every yeah, year. Yeah, you so. always play the clip. Yeah. Uh, does this madman not brown his pot roast before putting it in the crock pot? Uh, crock pot, please block me if so. Uh, I have. I don't. Sometimes I didn't yesterday. Um, I know some people are really big on that. I don't think it's necessary, but I do sometimes. So hit or miss on that. So um, then someone else asking here. Uh, no liquid in the crock pot, Annie in Denver? No. The vegetables, pot roast, all that just makes its own juices, so I do not put any liquid in there. <laughs> all right, there we go. Anybody else have any cooking questions? There's several for more crock pot, uh, cook, uh, <laughs> uh, pot roast questions here, yes. All right, very good. Uh, break time, 6.58 in the morning on a Monday, January 16th. It is MLK Day. We'll be back.